Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, and we have arrived at our final contemplation of insights from Yi Jing for this week, our final notes from the field guide to synchronicity science that can carry us into our weekend and for some of you maybe beyond. Now, Yi Jing advised us to receive our time in the sun, to receive the gift of the energies of the cosmos that want to flow into us and help something to flourish, to help us flourish, so that we can make progress on something important to us, maybe important to the world, hopefully. And we followed a path laid out by the moving lines in this particular reading of this particular hexagram. And that path gives us three archetypal steps to take as we move from our central figure, which is hexagram 35, to the relating figure, hexagram 13. Now, hexagram 35, again, is flourishing or progressing onward, progressing forward, and hexagram 13 is harmonizing a community. Our first archetypal step was biting through. Our second was traveling. And our third archetypal step is Hexagram 12, obstruction. Obstruction can sound bad, (laughs) but, uh, you know, apparent obstruction arises as part of the process of creativity. Without the things we call obstructions, our creativity would not get us very far, would it? What we call obstructions really just reveal the total interwovenness of all the creativity of the cosmos. Creativity is flowing in every direction. And as we meet the flow of countless streams of creativity, we sometimes experience that as obstruction. That's just sometimes how it feels to us, based on our perception, of course. And we don't have to call it that. We don't have to experience it as something negative. In some sense, it means an unexpected opportunity. It's just a reminder, hello. All the other flows of creativity are happening with ours altogether. What we call advancing needs what we call hindering, just as yang needs yin, yin and yang, right? They go together. Motion needs stillness. Light needs darkness. Right now, if you're sitting somewhere with light, you're also sitting somewhere with darkness, If it were total light where you are, 100% light, total light, that's it, you'd be blind. You couldn't see anything. You can only see because there's a mix of light and dark right where you are. If it were total darkness, the same would be true. You couldn't see. Nevertheless, obstacles and hindrances can feel painful. We all experience that. You know, we can sense something blocked or closed off that we seem to genuinely need genuinely need food, we genuinely need housing, we genuinely need something, it seems we really need it, and it may feel blocked off. We may sense failure in action, you know, that an action really didn't go right, it it just went sideways, and it might have been our own failure, it could have been someone else's. We could experience a breakdown in communication, just a real sense that, wow, that, that communication just broke down. If we've had a misunderstanding, we just feel blocked. We may feel, be at our wit's end. You know, we get really angry with someone and we just feel we can't say anything to them. 
And we may even sense that we've gotten connected with people who don't really help us flourish. And they may keep us blocked. And these things can be really tricky. We can require a lot of reflection in these sorts of situations because we might feel very attached to a certain situation or a person or a people. We, we might even feel positive. We might experience positivity around them for whatever reason. You know, just the experience of it is nice, positive even, and we won't let ourselves see that it amounts to a hindrance in our life. Something blinds us to the obstruction in our own situation. And maybe because we like something about the situation, we're attached to it, we're clinging. It might be a person, a group, a job. We won't let ourselves register that we're blocked. And certainly, when it comes to the larger cycles of life that Yijing always has in mind, Yijing has to do with cosmic patternings. So we might be perfectly thrilled with our job, wherever it might be, at such and such a company. And meanwhile, the soul wants us to create a galvanizing situation somewhere else, completely different, and we're just terrified. We know we're even we're obstructed in that job, but we feel we can't leave it. Or we really are telling ourselves the story about how wonderful it is, how we're going to create change from the inside, you know, or whatever it might be. Meanwhile, we're just blocked. And Yijing has offered us the possibility that a real sense of community awaits, and it awaits in relationship to letting something flourish in our lives. That's really exciting. Now, it might be a renewal of the community or situation we're now in. So it could be that the relationship we're in or the job situation, whatever it might be, the thing gets renewed. And there's just a whole new level of harmony that is a transition from this hindrance this obstruction to new harmony. And it's in relation to this something in us flourishing. So don't just look for any old renewal of relationship or situation or community, but something related to you, your talent, your dream, your vision. And really get honest about whether or not that means you're going to have to create a new community. It might not mean that you have to leave the one you're in. It just means that the, whatever is going on, something in the situation is an obstruction. And for the flourishing in you that can happen, for it to really arise in the most skillful and auspicious way, that's going to offer the possibility of galvanizing a community or some kind of cooperative, collaborative, co-creative situation. But you're going to have to be honest about the hindrance in order for this really to unfold the way it needs to. Or, you know, I'm talking about highest potentials, not like needs as in some sort of bad kind of shaming ourselves or anything. It's just, okay, there's a big possibility. What do, we, what do we do with it? And this step of dealing with the hindrance means accepting the hindrance. Stop. We have to stop and let ourselves feel the hindrance. We don't need to fight it. We need to feel it. And then we need to keep still. It has to be real stillness. This hexagram has to do with yin and yang not relating harmoniously. That means the play of opposites and certainly these primordial energies, yin and yang, not relating harmoniously. And when that happens, genuine yin and yang become false. And that's part of how we can keep fooling ourselves. 
we accept false nurturing in ourselves and others as the real thing. For instance, that would be like a false yin, a false nurturing, a false receptivity, whatever it might be, in someone else or in ourselves. We accept it as real and it's not. And we accept false creativity and false action in ourselves and others as the real thing. And the activity might look very energetic. It might look like young. It might look like young doing its job, giving direction, guiding, leading. And it's not real leadership. It's not real creative action. So we have to get real. We have to get to the real thing. So that means first we stop and feel the hindrance. And in order to have done that, that's part of what our journey should have done. Why does the traveler go on the inward journey? To gain insight. So if we followed the archetypal step of biting through, that liberated us to then travel, ideally, again, to make the inward journey, to go to the frontier of the soul, and there in that wildness to recover the thing we need to dispel the obstruction, to free ourselves from what was obstructing us all along. So the obstruction might have emerged in this process, or it could be that we just recognize, here we are at the step where we can finally say, all right, I've come this far, and I see what's holding me back. And it demands letting go of all our intellectualism. We have to stop all the rationalizing. And boy, is that easier said than done, because rationalizing only works when it convinces everyone, including us. So enjoy some stillness this weekend. Let yourself feel any blocks, any obstructions or hindrances in your life. Feel them. What do they feel like? Look around you. Consider relationship and just sit. How does it feel? And I don't mean in a woo-woo, you know, how does it feel in my body and I'm treating this all as a weird self-help catastrophe, but really to sit patiently and ask, okay, well, where, what does this feel like? Is this the hindrance? And then begin to sense the path toward harmony. And again, it's the path rooted in something in you that's flourishing, your vision, your gift, your talent. And let that community galvanize around it. Now, this is generally applicable, even if you feel like, okay, this is not my big whole life journey, but it's a general print. These are general principles. So reflect on how they play into your life and how they play into life in general, the situation we face globally. In order for something good to flourish right now in the world, we might have to consider these steps. Well, we'll have more Yijing insights next week. In the meantime... If you have questions, reflections, or stories of synchronicity to share, send them in through wisdomloveandbeauty.org. We might bring some of them into a future contemplation. Until then, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. Take good care of them. <laughs>